0: live here on the forward progress youtube channel part of the hammer betting network and presented by pinnacle sportsbook i am rob pizzola i just hit a 252 to one parlay which i'll talk about very briefly on the show today before we get into next week's games but i'll bring him right in right now my co-host here on sunday night it's clive bixby clive how are things going
1: what's going on everyone how are we all doing
0: We're doing okay. I want to actually start immediately with a comment here that we should get to because we, listen, uh, there's a place for Clive on this channel, not on a reaction show since he doesn't watch football. So this stems from last week. And I remember this commenter from last week. I tried not to bring it up because like, didn't need to make it known. But Clive was pretty gracious last week because he was really under the weather on Sunday. So we brought him in basically as a game time decision. He said, no, I'm going to do it. And we worked our way through it. But I will say, Clive, anyone who listened to last Sunday's show got some damn good numbers this week. There's no, There can be no complaining about your performance last week. Yeah,
1: and to be clear, I, I didn't watch Red Zone the way that I normally did. I had four games up throughout the entire day, so it's not like I didn't watch the games. It was just such a ridiculous comment that I don't watch the games. But, you know, let uh. People could say what they want. I think the results kind of spoke for themselves when we went through uh, game by game.
0: Yeah, it's never going to be perfect. And like, these are our first reactions to the lines that are coming out. I don't even run my NFL numbers until Tuesday morning. So I can't say with certainty what I'm going to like. But the whole goal of this is trying to get people good numbers and predicting the way that the market is going to move. And if we look back to last week, when we were live at this time, there was a bunch of games that we hit on uh, Kansas City at minus two and a half. The Vikings over a touchdown on Thursday night football. Uh, the Rams at 49ers total. We talked about that being way too low at 42. Those was 45 and a half today. Um, I'm missing a bunch that, that we touched on. Seattle, in the direction that that was going to move from like the numbers guys down off of six. So I think that we actually had a great week all together. And we're going to hope to replicate that again today. Now, before we do. Just for those who are new here, structure of the show is pretty simple. We're just going to do a quick recap of today, talk about a few things that I noticed, then we're going to get right into it. We're going to pull up the pinnacle odd screen. There's already nine numbers posted for next week. We're just going to break them down. What we think is going to happen in those games in terms of the line movement on the side and on the total, whether we think the numbers are good. A lot of people are always like, Oh, pinnacle. Why would I bet at Pinnacle or a Sharp Sportsbook? Well, look at the amount of money that they're taking relative to other sports books right now with the openers. You're not going to get limited by betting these like you might at other sports books. And on top of that, the numbers still move. It's not like the, the opener is sharp. We've talked with bookmakers before, Chris Bennett from Circa, who told us flat out the opening number is just a guess. And we let the market do what it's going to do. So That's one of the reasons to bet at Pinnacle. They have great prices. They have good limits on open here. They've been established for 25 years as well. So bet smart, bet Pinnacle. And if you are going to sign up in Ontario, use code HAMMER when signing up. H-A-M-M-E-R. It does help support the show. You must be 19 plus. Of course, please play responsibly. Um, One thing that I think, Clive, we have to talk about is last week was like under week. And this week, Mm -hmm. with the exception of chiefs jags every game goes over the total so big correction back the other way do we put any stock into like these week to week trends or is this just like a matter of now uh, maybe maybe week one was just like that preseason week so to speak where a lot of the quarterbacks who didn't play in preseason came out sluggish and now this is what we're going to expect going forwards
1: i think it's the latter um i mean when you look at the, the way that the game's played out today too i mean other than that chiefs jags game ball was moving a lot more today um you know a couple of defensive scores and and special team scores and things like that but you know the ball seemed to be moving a little bit more more crisply today um i haven't looked at all the epa per play numbers yet or anything like that like we've mentioned reaction show like last year we had an hour and a half before we started going into this this year we're basically starting right after uh you know the games end at 7 15 7 30 but i mean offense was definitely up um a couple of teams surprised me a little bit today, but I'm sure we'll get into that as we go.
0: For sure. The one thing that stood out to me, and I, I noticed this as I was watching the games today, and then I, I actually pulled up the numbers. So I'm I'm just gonna read the individual sack numbers per team today. One one zero two zero one one two zero six one four six zero three 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 zero one one three one four seven the mode is one you'll notice that there's a lot of low numbers there I'm not quite sure yet if it was just like lack of pass rush or uh, maybe average depth of target being lower quarterbacks being focused on getting the ball out early maybe more screen games and stuff like that but definitely something to keep an eye on going forwards um, is that like the sack numbers were lower and I'm going to be interested to see dig into the pressure numbers later this week as well but that's uh that's definitely something that stood out to me on the board didn't notice anything weird with penalties or injuries or anything like that that seemed unusual that was the only thing um that stood out to me um all right let's let's just get into it we might as well Um, we're gonna pull up the pinnacle odd screen before we do if you're in the in the stream right now 155 of you just do me a favor smash that like button down below it helps people find our content in real time, makes it more visible. We can help grow this. We can do this forever, basically, if we get the viewership. So just smash that, that like button down below. And if you're not subscribed to the channel here on Forward Progress, please do so. That really helps us out a lot in terms of, again, growing this all together. Um, really quickly, was the tweet about the parlay a joke? It absolutely is not. Clive has seen it. I'm not going to post it publicly maybe I'll post the verified bet stamp and just like hide the sports book. But the parlay was $10 to win 25, 20, $10 Canadian. True. It's like not even real money. It was placed near the end of the first half of the late games where I parlayed the Washington commanders at 22 to one to win with the New York giants at 10 to one to win. It paid 252 to one. They both won. It's a real true story. I often do stuff like that to just like, I like I would call it account grooming sometimes uh, with some of the more recreational shops where I just try to make it seem like I'm more of a recreational better. It won. It was, there was nothing to it. It actually just won. I didn't think it was like a great bet when I made it. I was just like, yes, that's it. So uh, that's the kind of day it was for me. A pretty solid one on pizza buffet this morning and with my individual bets, but let's get right to it. No sense in living in the past. Uh, And let's start with what's coming up on Thursday night football with the New York Giants heading to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, We'll get the odds up on screen here. Uh, Opener is San Fran minus 10, and the total is 45 in this game. So San Fran, a little bit of, um, first of all, The Sean McVay thing at the end of that game, I'm not like, again, not conspiracy theory, anything like that. I don't know why they didn't just throw, like I cannot believe they trotted the field goal unit out to kick a field goal as time expired to lose by exactly seven. They're down 30 to 20. Like I I don't get it, but that definitely swung uh, some money um, into different hands, Clive. Yeah,
1: I don't, I I, I can't even come up with with a rationale for it. Like other than, do you want to get your field goal unit a little practice? Is that what we're doing? Uh, other than that, like, I really don't have any kind of, I can't come up with one.
0: Yeah, I, I guess maybe, like, you don't want your players to get injured in the end zone. Your offensive players, Sean McVay, needs to be investigated. It came up in the chat earlier, and I had a good laugh about that. But it wasn't smooth sailing for the 49ers today, definitely by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah. The Rams, I mean, they were, they were in that game for a lot. The Giants, on the other hand, like, I don't even know, just like the tale of two halves, basically. Uh, but we got this one here at San Fran minus 10, 45. What are your first thoughts here, Clive, uh, if anything, on this game?
1: Um, I, you know, I watched the Giants game, and I had the San Francisco game up too. The Rams were able to move the ball a little bit, a couple of, like, maybe unfortunate turnovers um, for LA there. But the Giants looked Horrible in the first half getting carved up by Arizona. I don't see how Brock Purdy doesn't do something very, very similar in this game. Um, And uh, I'm not sure how bad uh, Andrew Thomas's injury is. I know he was late, not a late scratch, but he was questionable, I guess all week. If they don't have him, it's going to get ugly. Um, Is 10 too much. I don't think it's, it's enough. So um, I think it goes more towards San Francisco's direction, 10 and a half to 11, as opposed to getting bet down the other way.
0: Okay. So here's, here are my thoughts on this. I think that this is a horrible matchup for the giants. I think whenever the giants face a team that has a pass rush, like we saw with Dallas last week, uh, Philadelphia last year, a little bit, they tend to just get blown out of the water in these types of games. If Andrew Thomas isn't there, They have no hope of blocking the San Fran front seven. But I do think that there's going to be like maybe a numbers play on the Giants from somebody in this game. Um, I won't agree with it in all likelihood. I don't see this being a, a good scenario for the Giants offense. My thoughts, though, are. The Yes, the Giants are staying out West this week from what I understand. So the Giants would be dumb not to stay out West. I'm almost positive that I read that they're staying out West this week. Um, We're probably going to have a Saquon Barkley injury that keeps him out next week in all likelihood as well. But with that said, the 49ers to me are just like, again, 30 points today. I believe that's still 30 plus in every single Brock Purdy start that he's made for the 49ers. I feel like, this is an over team and this these like games are just going to continue to cash over money like i don't think this is a super big edge and we're in that like that the dead zone it's not dead but like between 44 and 47 and i have a feeling that this total is going to be driven up just on like the the giants defense is horrendous they 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 they're horrible
1: i i would think the 49ers Number probably is going to be like 20 and a half or 29 for, for team totals in, you know, depending on what buck you're looking at for an individual. So uh, I think 45 is a little light. It's just a matter of of how much you think the giants can put on the board, but I would say 45 and a half to 46 is probably a little bit more reasonable.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking at the comments in the chat and it, I feel, it feels like I am um, I'm the one on the island here that thinks that the giants might catch money. But if we look at this week and last week, the 49ers got faded in market twice. They got faded at Pittsburgh. They got faded this week with money coming in on the Rams. I don't know. Again, I don't look at the look aheads all that much. I could probably pull it up right here just to see what it was, but I would be pretty confident that it wasn't 10 before this week. And even if we look at this week's games, a lot of the late money, even that came in today, was driven towards like what the advance line was. It's like, oh, this is this overreaction on this and overreaction on that. I, I'm inclined to think that this comes off 10 towards the Giants, if anything. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I just think that's the way the market will react to this. I think it
1: would have been probably a nine and a half um, before this week started, to be honest. But I mean, I think with you know the Giants kind of showing what they showed and, and the Niners and then the matchup and Saquon and I, I do think it's gotta it's more likely than not going to go in the direction of minus ten and a half, minus eleven.
0: I'd have to go back to last year and like previous years to look at what the market impact from Saquon being out is. It is a downgrade to like Matt Breda, who they have there. Um, I don't even remember who else is on there. Like Taiwan Jones is like the, the backfield is gonna be bad for them. Andrew Thomas is the key guy to watch basically. And I think that they held him out this week because of, I think it's a hamstring. He talked about how he felt it in practice. It's the Arizona Cardinals. They probably thought they could get away with it this week and they almost didn't. Uh, But him being back, I think will be um, a pretty big difference for them. Uh, Although I don't know. I don't hold out high hopes for the, uh, the giants to be able to compete in that game. Uh, So, On my end, no strong conviction one way or another. I think I feel like this should be bet towards the over, but maybe the Saquon injury just stops that from happening.
1: This feels like defense turning into offense, too, from the 49ers, especially if Thomas doesn't play. Yep. Daniel Daniel Jones hasn't been particularly careful, you know, in making the best decisions either with the football.
0: Yeah, like, you know, I, I think people will look at the Giants' offensive numbers today. Uh, 6.6 yards per play their series conversion rate was 81 percent was one of the highest in the league success rate 53 but it really was all second half the first half was just horrible for them what i found interesting and what i liked from the offense in the second half is for once they were finally throwing downfield um they hit jalen hyatt daniel jones hit jalen hyatt on a deep ball um there were targets downfield for the first time waller in a was getting
1: time. more involved too um there there was more 10 15 yard routes that were uh, that were getting run and the ball was actually getting thrown and daniel jones wasn't holding on to it too well
0: yep yeah and mark says gotta be over danny dimes will open up those legs when he gets down totally agree and uh it just creates like a lot of variance in the form of potential turnovers as well if the giants have to throw from behind um all right next game on the board next week uh battle of owen two teams In the case of the Vikings, probably a lot of people saw that coming. In the case of the Chargers, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming going into the year. Uh, Chargers visiting the Vikings. uh, Chargers minus one plus 100 on the road. Total 51 and a half. Um, Subjectively, before we get into anything, first thing that comes to mind for me is this feels like an overgame. However... I know that these t- like 51 and a half sitting right above 51 key number. I almost feel like the first move will be down in this game to 51. We don't really see these high totals get bet up nowadays anymore, but I'm struggling to see the stops in this game.
1: I I mean what were what was the Titans EPA? yards per play and success rate today i mean i, I had that game on partially um not as yep. much as the other ones but it didn't seem like they were struggling to move the ball they, and it they,
0: they were fine it, for their epa success rate series conversion rate numbers and yards per play were all better than the chargers today offensively yeah. um 45 success rate like not world beating only 200 net yards passing but they did get a lot going on the ground I uh, thing with the Vikings is they have not been able to, to get anything going on the ground. They've had to pass the ball. Uh, this is the the defense here. I got to check Herbert's numbers against the blitz, but from what I recall, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league against the blitz. And Brian Flores is one that sends a lot of pressure as well. So I, I, I see this as being a high scoring game. Obviously the opening total reflects that. Um, but Oh man, I, d- I just don't know where the stops are coming. Um, unless there's like these long, drawn out drives, I just don't see that happening.
1: No, and I mean, so also this game was probably what one and a half. If if I were to use my numbers going into today, like Chargers probably would have been a one one and a half point favorite. Now it looks like pick most places. Um,
0: I don't. Well, see the Vikings stops have extra either. rest. Yeah. The Vikings have extra rest, but that's built into the advanced line anyways, right?
1: It, it is. And here's the other thing too. I mean, from what I saw of of the game against Philly, they didn't look as bad as with all the... I mean, the turnovers happened, right? Like they had four turnovers. They, they didn't play great, but it didn't seem like... What's the right way to say this? Last year, they were on the right side of of a lot of breaks, right? Yep. Now it feels like it's it's kind of... Regressing back towards the mean, towards that, but overall success rate wasn't bad. The way that they played, I mean, I I would not be surprised if this gets bet up, and I don't I don't think there's that much of a gap between the Chargers and the Vikings. I guess put it that way, like not as much as the market perceived coming into the week.
0: Well, I mean, you you bring up a really good point. Because Minnesota has been minus three turnover margin in two consecutive games, and they lost. I don't want to say the Eagles game was a close game because it wasn't. They end up covering the spread. It kind of, but like game one against Tampa, I think misleading final score. You know, it's it's, it's actually funny that this is, this is what I was thinking in my head. Like the Vikings are, the, these teams are so, they're such mirror images of each other. Yes. Chargers are better talent wise, but like you just expect them to always play close games and come out on the losing end of it for some reason. Even though it didn't happen last year for the Vikings, they actually won a lot of these It feels like they are very similar teams. I think that there's going to be an appetite for people to bet the Chargers here in like a game of like, so we haven't got into, we're not trends guys, me and you, but there's, we're going to see in like three or four weeks if there's going to be something to like AFC versus NFC. Because going into the year, there was this perception that the AFC is so much stronger than the Mm -hmm. NFC, right? Like the NFC has three teams that can win, Dallas, Philadelphia, San Fran. AFC is loaded and this is like an AFC NFC matchup where maybe we're a little bit lower on the chargers because of like, they're playing tougher competition. Like, not that I think Tennessee's any good, but maybe there's something there. I don't know. I just don't think that this, there can be a large movement in this game one way or another because like the large movement would have to be one of these teams getting to minus three and that like, that's just not going to happen
1: no um would you be shocked if this game ends up going
0: minus one vikings close um i wouldn't be shocked i wouldn't be shocked but my gut tells me that it's not gonna go that way yeah um, i don't think so
1: and i think it's i mean somebody i think somebody put in chat people could never quit the chargers year in and year out and that's what it seems like consistently is is happening is no matter what the chargers do They never seem to get downgraded anywhere near as much as they probably should.
0: With that said, we often can learn stuff by the way the market moves on certain teams early in the year. The Vikings just got buried this week on Thursday night football, like tons of money to the point where they closed, like I think five at circa six at pinnacle was at least five and a half, but that came down a ton. The chargers, was kind of like a back and forth with Tennessee all week, depending on the injury report. And I guess that's something that's we're going to have to like really monitor this week as well is how the injuries play out for these teams because Minnesota had their center Garrett Bradbury out. Their left tackle, Christian Deresaw, was active, but he didn't play in week two because of his ankle injury. His backup, Ole Udo, uh, injured his knee. It's not good. He's probably out for the year um, or at least like a serious injury for him. Ten, um, excuse me the, the la chargers uh we have the austin eckler situation where he didn't play this week we have eric kendricks with a, a hamstring situation so honestly like to me the number is fine it's in like a range where it's fair i think the most likely scenario for this game is just watch the injury reports and it's most likely to move towards the team that gets the most players back
1: yeah and this number at 51 and a half doesn't feel like it's going to move a ton. It might kind of go back and forth a little bit through the week. If this closes at 51 and a half, but I, I think that's probably a, a good number. Um, I'd actually be inclined to take the over probably at that price though. Um, that's just where I'm at.
0: I think like, I hate the whole like pros versus Joe's sharp versus square thing. But if I had to guess that this will be one of the totals, that's like a pros versus Joe's type of thing where I actually would agree with the Joe's. Like it's these totals tend to get bet down towards fifty one. That, that's just it my is. experience, and like I think the most likely closing spot here is fifty one. If you are just a believer in closing line value, you want to get that good number, beat the market. I think that this is going to come down a bit at some point. I could be totally wrong, but my gut feel is that this ends up just being a shootout. Um, I, I just. I like both. Uh, uh, I like both matchups for the offenses. Minnesota, like I said, they can't run the ball right now. They're throwing a ton. They have to do that. The Chargers should cook this secondary uh, for the Vikings, and if there's like multiple blitzes, Herbert can face that. So, um, again, I'm I don't feel like strongly about this one way or another. Uh, I'm just gonna have to like monitor injury reports here this week because I think that's the most likely way that this game moves. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, Game number three that's listed, Um, Houston Texans on the road at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville looked uh, horrendous offensively today, 4.2 yards per play. That was the lowest number of any team that played today. Uh, Success rate, 39%, really poor EPA per play, negative 0.26. The only team that was worse was the New York Jets. A uh, pretty uncharacteristic performance from the Jags offense. And they won the turnover battle by two and still really weren't in the game uh, against Kansas City. So total is 10 there. Total is 45 and a half. Uh, Jason, if you don't mind, if you can just click the the see more on the the, the spread. Um, so we're really at nine and a half, essentially. Um, my first thought was Houston went on the road to Baltimore in week one and they were this price, basically. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's better than Jacksonville, in my eyes. And I think probably in most people's eyes, I would think that this will come if like again, we're kind of in like a the the nine and a half, like seven and a half to nine and a half range doesn't mean a whole lot, but would not surprise me if Houston takes money in this game.
1: Yeah, I think it comes down to eight or eight and a half. I don't think it, I, I don't, it, I could see it maybe getting to seven and a half, but I think it closes at eight, maybe eight and a half. I don't think it goes as far down as seven and a half.
0: I think that's too far. Jacksonville will be pretty heavy teaser play, I would assume next week for those who play teasers in that range. So that's
1: something, I mean, and we could bring this up maybe on another show, but it's something interesting to think about as teaser prices have changed so much, how much does that really impact pricing going forward now because teasers aren't really as discouraged as they once were
0: also like the teasers early in the year. i so like, I, I'm a believer in the Wong teasers and the math. Right. But the Wong teaser is reliant on like having an efficient line. Right. And it's week three of the season. Like we don't know what these teams are yet. Like anyone who's playing teasers today, in my opinion, and like using the closing line as like the true price. I don't know. It's such a small edge. I don't, I don't really buy into that, but I don't know. Houston is like their offensive line is a disaster right now. Like, right? I mean, today they were without four of their starting five offensive linemen going into the year, including their left tackle, Laramie Tunsel. So I don't really have a ton of interest in Houston unless they start to get some bodies back. Like they just couldn't, they were, they were blown out. Like, the final score won't indicate this, but they were blown out by the Colts today. Like, it wasn't a game. All of all, no, all. Houston's success came when the game was completely out of reach. I don't think that they're very good, but, like, anyone back for them, their defense is is fine. Like, that's a, this is a big number for Jacksonville. Like, who's Jacksonville? Who is Jacksonville?
1: Same team as last year where they're just inconsistent. They have a lot of potential, and are they going to really, you know, execute at the level that they can just an inconsistent team. Um, I have a hard time putting them in that next tier of, of teams where you probably have like Miami Cincinnati. Like, I think they're a little bit farther away from that than yep. they were last year.
0: I'm with you. Um, I think Houston's going to take money. The total to me, it where it is right now around 45 and a half. I don't know. I think that's fine. Like roughly in that range. Yeah,
1: this is like we had a few we had a bunch of these games last year, too, where you have like super high potential offense and then a team that has no offense at all. So it's like a total mismatch. And then if Jacksonville plays anyone else, it's probably 47 or higher. And, you know, if Houston plays anyone else, it's low 40s, but they just smash it in the middle at 45 and a half.
0: All right, we'll move on to the next game before we do. Uh, We do read the comments in the chat as they come through. We try to incorporate them into the show as much as possible. If you do want to comment in the chat, you do have to be subscribed to Forward Progress. So hit that subscribe button. Get in on it. Guess where the lines are going to move with us. We do value everyone's opinion. Uh, Makes for a really good community here. And if you're listening in audio form, whether it's later Sunday night or on Monday on your way to work or whenever, and you do enjoy the content, just leave us a review. Let us know that you enjoy it. It does help us grow. The, the podcast as well. And this is available in audio form uh, comes out after uh, we upload the video as well. Um, all right. Bills at commanders. Um, from an ATS point of view, both of these teams like covered considerably today. Buffalo just blew the doors off of Vegas. Um, Washington wins outright as an underdog at the Denver Broncos. We got Buffalo on the road, uh, laying six at Washington, and the total is 46 in this game. Um, I don't immediately have a strong opinion here on this one. Like, both side and total seem kind of fine to me, just my initial perspective.
1: What do you think – how much of the Bills Vegas game, did you have a big opinion going into the game? Because the market did move definitely, you know, away from the Bills today. Not replay- huge. I mean, they didn't go through any key numbers or anything like that, but it did move.
0: Yeah. It was, was that
1: it was, Pro I, Raiders?
0: I, I don't know what that I Honestly, I found that surprising. That was like one game where I thought it was going to go in a different direction, and it just kind of kept coming back down. I think, it did it close seven and a half today? Um, Pretty much. In that range, yeah. And I, I didn't really have that one pegged. I played over in that game, um, over 47 plus 100. And it got there, but there were some injuries. Um, and like, really, Buffalo's offense did what it wanted, though. Like, this this was, like, it was the most classic um, overreaction game from Jets' Monday Night Football, where they played a really good defense. Defense put in a huge performance, like, like all the Bills fans I I personally know were like Buffalo can't win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. It's over. It's a, it, Brian Dayball made Josh Allen and whatever. It's like, well, he just played a really good defense and didn't have a great game. Um, and then you saw what happened when he played it, it, Raiders against today, which isn't very good. And they just shredded them. I mean, 450 net yards, 29 first downs, series conversion rate number one in the league today at 90.6%, 59% success rate today. And they were leading for most of the game. They held the ball for over four minutes, like as dominant a performance offensively as possible. Where do the commanders rank in there? I don't know. The commanders are like, their defense is so hit or miss for me. Like, they stunk to start this game against Russell. Uh, I, I, Like, like I thought Russell was back at one point today, watching the, the Broncos tweet. early. <laughs> and then, uh, like, they finally generated some pass rush late in the game and played much better. I, I I, feel like six is a solid number here. Like, you know, again, irrespective of, like, running my actual numbers on this game, it just feels like, subjectively, this is where it should be.
1: Yeah, I, I think if anything, it goes towards six and a half. I don't think it's going to... Like I I don't see a lot of interest in the commanders at six. That's just my, my opinion.
0: Um, yeah, I don't think it ever
1: gets to full seven, but I think six and a half seems probably where I think it would end up.
0: I can tell you. And again, like we're me and Clive aren't like big public betting splits guys, but this is going to be all aboard on Buffalo this week. Sure. From, from the average better. Right. um, that that's that's just naturally going to be the case. The offense looked amazing again uh, at home against the Raiders. People are like, it's just a week to week league, right? Like Buffalo's going to get way more credit today for blowing out the Raiders than Washington is going to get for going into Denver and winning as an underdog.
1: And, and that's a game I'd like to watch, you know, tomorrow. That because I, I really didn't get a good good look at Washington at all today. My my games were San Francisco, the Jets, and the Giants. So take take it all with a grain of salt people
0: yeah uh sam Howe looked better today quicker to release wasn't holding the ball for like 69 seconds per drop back like last week but um i'm also interested to watch a little bit more of it it wasn't on like my my full radar either uh any any opinion on a total of 46 here
1: uh i i actually think that goes up a little bit um I, I think forty-seven and a half is the number that I probably would place it at right now. But again, I need, I need to watch the Washington game, but I don't think it's um, the best way to put this. I'm not too inclined to think that if Washington was moving the ball, the way they were today, Buffalo did whatever they want. Denver moved the ball against Washington. I, I think this, whereas Washington might've been an, an under team last year. I think maybe it's moving towards an over team.
0: Yes. I think I agree. It will be interesting to see um, how well did throw downfield a little bit more, but how much of it was because they were trailing 21 to three at one point in this game. That's what I'm, I'd like to break it down by game state a little bit more. Um, someone asked here, is Washington plus seven and a half an auto bet for me? Yes. Like I wouldn't think twice about betting commanders plus seven. I don't know if, if that's out there or whatever, but I, I personally would bet that. Same um okay next game uh atlanta who comes from behind to win today the weirdest game ever i'll talk about that a little bit more um but they go out to detroit who i don't want to say laid an egg but like obviously losing as a four and a half five point favorite in overtime to seattle not their best performance detroit's laying four at home total is 47 uh i do want to point out because i did make a note of it today that there was some pretty rough injuries for detroit they were missing their left tackle taylor decker uh their right guard halapulavadi vaitai i think i got it right uh left the game with this what looked like a serious knee injury as well so they're down a couple offensive linemen for um Large part of the game. David Montgomery carded off. I don't know how big of a loss that is going to be for them. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was like in and out of the lineup. They were saying he had some cramps, but he didn't look 100%. There was a bunch going on with Detroit. Um, Atlanta. Yeah. Like a, a lot of stuff happened. I think that this, I think Detroit is going to get that at four if they don't have a horrible injury report this week. I think this is like a pretty, pretty big correction to where I think the number would have been this week. Like, like again, Seattle Atlanta on a neutral this week. Who who's favored? Who do we think is a better team? I I mean I I'm not with the state of the Atlanta offense, which is like no passing game. There's no way I would be, say that Atlanta is like better than seattle right now
1: no no in in, in no way shape or form i mean good god desmond ritter tried to like i i mean he should have handed the ball to to green bay a couple of these times and it was i mean the decisions the the actual throws themselves there was not a lot to write home about except when he was scrambling like not great
0: yeah i'm with you i mean I the Falcons. I got an early number. Thank thank God I did. I pushed in, in uh, circa millions with my, my entry on Atlanta minus one. But the, the box score is going to tell you something much different from I think what unfolded in this game because the Falcons were pretty successful running the ball. They had 211 net yards rushing, 27 first downs. If you look at the net yardage in this game, they had 220 yards more than the Green Bay Packers, but it never felt at all like the Falcons were at any point dominating this game. It felt like they were just, their offense is so, so, like I was calling for Heineke for half the game, maybe yeah. three quarters of the game. I'm, and that's the point that we're at. They're They're going to, like Detroit, <laughs> Detroit's game today was like, they got stopped on fourth downs two times uh, against the Seahawks. Um, there was some turnovers. Goff threw his in- interception for the first time in like a million dropbacks. He was almost like close to setting the record. I, I don't know. I-, I-, I just feel like this is – I feel like this is a little bit too much of a correction on this game, honestly. And I, I think Detroit will take money.
1: I I do too. And, and I wonder – like. I'm interested to see how much more like these market moves come in on Sunday because there were some bigger moves than I expected. Like, is this a game that's going to hang in the four and a half and five range until Saturday, Sunday until limits really go up. And then, you know, somebody comes in and hammers and this goes to to six. Is that what's going to happen? Six and a half. Or does that happen early? Um, That's it's, it's going to be interesting to watch the market for this game this week.
0: Uh, Yeah. I just, I just think that. So like, either Detroit has been downgraded, which is fair. I mean, you, you could downgrade them based off of the injuries and the performance um, or Atlanta has been like s- severely upgraded, but like, if you want to call Atlanta and Seattle equals, I'm fine with that. But Two I generally fell down. Yeah. Sorry. That was a, a, the weirdest thing ever. I saw that. I looked up and saw that as well. Stripped tripped over his feet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, can, I I don't think I can get here. I honestly don't. I, I think that there's still a pretty big gap between – like think of the Falcons so far. They've played rookie quarterback making his first career road start in Bryce Young in week one. They played the Packers without everybody today. Like Packers were a mess offensively in terms of their injury report. No Jones, He's, no Watson, like it, no uh, Bakhtiari. Exactly. Bakhtiari out as well, left tackle, which by the way, I think he's never going to play on like grass uh, or, or turf again, I should say. I think they just like are comfortable with him on grass and not on turf. But yeah, I, the skill position players, no Watson, no Jones, Bakhtiari out, like you mentioned, like it's rough. It, I, I don't think Atlanta's had a tough goal of it in the early going. I think this is a big step up for them. I honestly do. I, I think Detroit's going to get better.
1: Yeah, I think if you like Detroit, bet them early. If you like the Falcons, wait. And I think the money's, the market's going to go that way and you can get a better number later in the week. Just what I'm thinking. What's the total at?
0: 47. So right on a key number, which is interesting because this is like, I know Atlanta went over today as did every team in the league except KC Jacksonville. But the Detroit is a pure over team. Atlanta is a pure under team in the way that they play. Like, the Falcons run the ball a million times a game. Like, over 60% of the time, they're going to run the ball. Their defense is a lot better than it was a year ago as well. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, I have trouble with these ones where you have these two, like, polar opposites in what they do.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, so Seattle-Detroit today ended up closing at 47 or 47.5, depending on where you were looking. And it it opened at 51. So that got bet down, like, Mm -hmm. heavily. Yep. Uh, four. If it's forty-seven, and it's four and a half. What What's the implied? Um, forty-seven and four
0: and a half is uh, twenty-six,
1: twenty-one ish. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I feel like this number probably gets bet up too. I don't think it goes high. But I think forty-sevens, I think it goes over 47. I think they'll be over money.
0: Okay. I'm not I'm not as optimistic about that. I'm just I'm more I'm more of I think Detroit's gonna get that. I think I so. think that's reasonable. Yeah. I don't I, I think most people will will like Atlanta in this game because again, what have you done for me lately? Uh, type of situation, Detroit fails. They lose it overtime at home. Didn't look good. Pretty horrible game. Downgrade their defense, sure. Downgrade their defense, but they're playing the the Falcons next week. Like, is, is are the Falcons going to be the team that that passes the ball up and down the field like the Seahawks did on them today? Like, it's no, it's not going to no. happen.
1: They they don't have that level of, of offense to to do that. I mean, I'm just now looking at success rate for
0: Seattle is- Near eighty-five percent. Wow. Um, passing the ball, right? I would assume. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seattle's EPA per play, yeah, it was 20, 22, um, .22 today. One of the highest in the league, only trailing, uh, I believe, Buffalo uh, today. Um, on to the next game. Uh, we have the Baltimore Ravens, who looked very impressive today or maybe it's the Bengals looked unimpressive, but either way, Baltimore controlled that game, start to finish. Uh, they return home where they will battle the Indianapolis Colts. What's interesting about this game is that it's lined, even though Anthony Richardson had a concussion today. So I would assume that the fact that it is lined, uh, the belief out there by whoever posted this at Pinnacle and whoever's posting it at other books, is that Richardson to Gardner Minshew is basically a wash um, which I would maybe disagree with in the sense that I think maybe Minshew is an upgrade. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm not surprised that there's a line uh, eight and a half is the spread. The total is 44. Um, the rate what's really surprised me about the Ravens is their defense, because I don't really like their defense on paper. They've been missing Marlon Humphrey for two games, who might return next week. Marcus Williams, one of their starting safeties, is out today as well. They held the Bengals in check for the vast majority of the game today until, like I don't want to say score got out of hand, but until they built up a margin. Um, I don't know. This one is kind of, again, in that like dead man's zone uh, between 7.5 and, and 9.5. And and I just don't think it ever goes, to, like, makes a move that is meaningful one way or another. Like, is Baltimore going to get up to minus 10 or down to minus 7, basically?
1: What were the pressures like? Like, what kind of pass rush did, did Burrow face today? I mean, he numbers.
0: He, yeah. I, I don't have his a dot up in front of me, but he threw the ball underneath a lot. And Five and a half. Yeah. And after the game, he did mention as well that he re injured his calf or wasn't feeling well out there today. You know, like take it week by week. So it wasn't like it. If there was a lack of pressure from the Ravens, I think it was more so that since he put an emphasis on getting the ball out of Burrow's hands quickly because he targeted a lot of guys underneath, from what I saw today. Hmm.
1: I mean, I think with Baltimore playing as well as they did offensively today and public perception, for the most part, I think of the Bengals is pretty good. I think this probably is going more towards nine or nine and a half than it would be towards seven and a half. Um, I agree with you, by the way, that Minshew and, and Richardson are probably about even. I think the like when you look at their median performance, it's probably about the same. I think the range of outcomes is different, whereas Richardson can perform provide much more upside, but I think he's also got a lot more downside. Um, yeah. It's a lot more volatile.
0: It's um, this is very small sample size early in the year, but it's, it's actually something that I do find meaningful. Humans have like a bias in which they want to bet on teams that have fared them well and bet yeah. against teams that like regularly screw them or whatever. Um, and early in the year you get teams like Baltimore who are two and zero against the spread who covered both games rather easily, you know, never really in doubt against Houston, never really in doubt here against Cincinnati. And I think naturally people will want to bet Baltimore because of that fact that they've just, they've kind of cruised to these two ATS victories. Um, With that said, I think the, the line is just fine out where it is right now. Um, Like, I don't see anything wrong with it. I'd certainly be interested in a Colts 10 if there was going to be that much money on Baltimore. But um, as it stands right now, we got to watch Anthony Richardson. And we also have to watch their center, Ryan Kelly, um, who left the game with a concussion today as well as a notable injury. So that could impact things one way or another. But honestly, I think this is a good opener. Eight and a half, 44. It's hard for me to guess one way or another.
1: No, 44 is the number that I had to for a total, uh, eight and a half. I don't have enough interest either way. So it's not like I don't have anything instinctively where I want to go. So I, I would probably just wait and see what injury news comes out and leave it alone.
0: Got it. All right. Uh, we got lots of big spreads next week, man, of the games that have opened. I don't really like weeks like that all too much. Uh, but that's where we stand. Um, my favorite team It is very mismatchy
1: other than yeah, the chargers Vikings, like just, nothing in the three area. Like that's the only one that I see that's under under three.
0: Yeah. looks like the Patriots just fumbled over the middle of the field here. Miami picked it up three, nothing into the first quarter. Um, okay. Dallas Cowboys. Oh my God. You want to talk about a mismatch? Uh-huh. It's the Michael Dallas Parsons. Cowboys on the road at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, funny enough, both teams and O against the spread. I would have never thought that about the Cardinals, but here we are. Um, spread in the game, Dallas laying 13 at Arizona total is 44. Um, okay. So my first thought is that this number is high. I to- totally, totally understand. Like, I think a lot of people are going to make a deci- have to make a decision next week of, do I just want to bet my number on Arizona? And I don't think people are going to want to do this. It is just a, a monumental mismatch on paper. Um, What I do think is going to happen is I think that this total is going to go down. I think it's going to come off of 44 because you now have two weeks in a row. Dallas shuts out the Giants. They hold Zach Wilson and the Jets to 10 points. The mismatch that their defense is going to present the Arizona offense, I think is high personally. And I do think that we're going to see under money in this game, like we have seen for the first two Cowboys games of the year.
1: What did so we closed at what four and a half today? On average, four and a half to five Giants cards.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Not nine point difference between Dallas and Giants.
0: Well, we can do it like the transitive property because they've all it's like the the triangle, right? Like Dallas yeah. played the Giants and the Giants played Arizona. Um I don't love to do that, but I think it's no, like it's just a yeah. starting
1: point. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't have Dallas as five and a half. No, I guess I do shit. Well, <laughs> well
0: look at, like here's, so I do like Mark, uh, there's obviously websites that do this as well, if you can't create like your own market numbers, um, for those out there that are following, there's a site called Unpredictable that will do this on a weekly basis, there's some things that are like a little bit off in the numbers. They don't account for like some quarterback situation, sometimes injuries. So I prefer to make my own like market number. This is not what I'm going to bet. This is just like, if these teams played today, this is what I think the price of the game would be. And I think that the price of the game, if they played today would have been Dallas laying 10 and a half on the road at Arizona. When you consider that the giants, We're laying four, four and a half. You look at the difference between Dallas and the Giants. I think roughly we're at that spot or so. Um, With that said, I just like, I I can only see this being like market movement over the course of the week. I would suspect is Dallas, 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 Dallas gets as high as it's going to go, maybe 14. And then if someone wants to come back in, it happens like absolute last minute, where someone hits Arizona. There's no sense in betting Arizona this early, essentially. No, uh, and I
1: agree with you. I think this is this number probably goes down at least a point and a half or a total. Like I, I would say, forty two and a half to forty two is where I think it ends up, if not more. I think it might be more.
0: We've see, we've we have seen some big total moves um, this year. Uh, I, I, I personally would, if I, again, if I had to make the total today based off of market implied numbers, I would have made it 43. So 44 is key. It's like pretty key number for people who don't know the key numbers for totals. I shouldn't like, I hate saying key numbers for totals. It's not like three and seven for spreads, but you have a bunch of numbers like 41, 44, 47, 51, which all have some sort of value. And, um, I'm just inclined to say that the under has is going to take money here.
1: I a hundred percent agree. This is the, the one that I see moving the most so far that we've talked about in terms of a total. This is the one that I feel the most confident that it moves down.
0: Is Arizona better than like we give them credit for, or is it, are the wheels going to fall off? Like they, they've they been in two games. Now it's Washington and the giants. In my opinion, going into the year, I was not higher high on either of these teams, so for them to See, hang around with those, but like this is going to be a massive upgrade in terms of quality of opponent. If they hang around with Dallas, like they could, they might just be way better than we gave them credit for.
1: Yeah. I mean, two bottom, bottom third defenses and the giants and, and Washington and, you know, they've been able to move the ball a little bit. And I mean, the giants played so bad in the first half that I think they contributed to some of, you know, the Cardinals good fortune, but I mean, I, I think where the market has them, maybe you can upgrade them a half a point or a point, but not much more than that. I I, I think their defense is really, 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 really bad. And yeah. I could see it getting very, very ugly. Dallas was playing fast today too
0: one offense. They were now like Dallas didn't run the ball. So we, it, Dallas caught a, 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 it's like another game where it wasn't quite the giants game. But I don't think we learned a ton about the Cowboys. I was way more w- impressed with their offense than I thought it I would be. I think they did a much better job of moving the ball in the Jets than I thought they would. C.D. Lamb is going to have like an, a, like an Offensive Player of the Year type of year, I think, right now with the amount that he's getting targeted. He was able to get open a ton. They didn't run the ball all that well or effectively – Um, with pollard when they were up though i think he had 25 carries for 73 yards or something like that it was less than three yards a carry um so like they didn't really milk the game all that well but that's the way that's the way that they want to do it though like they just want to get up out ahead trust their defense run the ball that to me is just like under city
1: yeah and i think you know 10 to 13 points is probably what they're looking at for a cap for the Cardinals offense against that, against that defense. And I think it would it have to include something fluky like a penalty or, or some sort of, you know, turnover that gave them a great field position.
0: Yep. I'm with you. Um, next game is going to be almost a, it's like, it's going to be a very similar handicap, except the big favorite is at home instead of on the road. Um, oh Kansas city chiefs. You, oh, at Arrowhead hosting the Chicago Bears. Uh, total in the game is 49. Um, it's really like a 12 and a half type of number or, or like a 12. Yeah. Really like a 12, I would say. Um, and the total of 49. I feel very confident. you went confident- through
1: your sack number. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. When you went through your sack numbers earlier, the fives mm-hmm. or the six. One of them was the bears, right?
0: i don't Um, have it in front of me yeah the the justin fields got sacked six times yeah that's what i thought okay so he got so uh cj stroud got sacked six times justin fields got sacked six times ryan Tannehill five uh russell wilson seven those were the five pluses this week are some of Um, these
1: other places watching our show because i'm seeing numbers move i'm kidding um (laughs) No, but Justin Fields held on to the ball way too long. Um, another really, really, really bad game. I know you were on Tampa Bay. I was on Chicago. I got them at a decent number relative to close, but it yep. probably was not the right, uh, the right side. I mean, it was just ugly from Fields.
0: Yeah. So like Chicago, I f- like. Uh, I was trying to lump them in with like other teams that I think that they're pri- being priced in the same range as like they're they're basically being priced like the washington commanders and Carolina. they're worse than those teams the bears are terrible they're legitimately off they they do not have a passing game but like unlike other teams that don't have a passing game like atlanta for example they have no defense their defense is horrendous they don't get pressure they can't cover they can't do anything like there's there's it's going to be the same like this is another one where it's going to be the same like i'm going to look at the output of my model i'm going to be like holy shit like i have an edge on the bears how do i possibly bet this and i'm just going to like probably skip it if anything it's it's what's the path to success here i guess the path to success is the chiefs have had a million of these games under mahomes and they like have struggled to cover as these big favorites for some reason or another Andy, you know the Andy Reid doesn't use the good plays type of game. Yeah, oh, finally, a little
1: move, getting yeah. the ball moving downfield. I don't yeah. love it. I have the under in this game,
0: but well, Ooh. you can't complain about a live under that's three nothing with eleven minutes to go in the in the. No, no, no,
1: no. Um, anyway, um, I mean, the only way <laughs> the path to success for the Bears that Kansas City falls asleep at the wheel defensively and when a backdoor cover, like that's, that's the path of success.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, Baker, Baker had a, th- a 0.34 EPA per play and CPOE of 16% against the bears. Um, you know, Spencer says chiefs have had bad habit of playing down a terrible competition in the last year or two Indian Houston. This is true. This is all is. true. And this is the NFL. Like I'm not, I'm not suggesting nothing can happen here. Again, I think that this is just going to be, it will follow, um, the same path as what we typically see with big favorites in the NFL, where the big favorite takes money early and then potentially the dog catches some money at post. But this is a monumental mismatch. The only thing is like the Chiefs offense really hasn't been good at all. Like it was all the drops last week. Today they played the Jags defense, which the Jags defense is definitely... I don't want, they're definitely bottom 10 in the league, I would say. I feel confidently in saying that they're bottom 10. Um the Chiefs had a 38% success rate on offense today. Um 4 for 13 on third downs. Not the best performance. Tons of penalties for Kansas City today. 12 for 94 yards. The Jags got flagged just twice. But what do we do here? Like I I don't I don't really know how I do anything with this game at this point. Um,
1: I think the market, it, from a total perspective, is pricing this Bears offense as if there's something special. I think Kansas City is is trending downward versus what their probably market implied offense looks like. Uh, I feel like 49 is way too high um, in this situation. Um, I don't know if it gets as low as 47, maybe 47 and a half, but uh, this is not a. I, I don't have much interest in the side, but. I do have a little bit of interest in betting the under.
0: What was the fall final with, with the Bears and Bucks today? Um, which I can't remember. 27 17
1: with that weird pick six at the end of the game.
0: Yes, which was like a screen pass directly into the defensive lineman's hands. So it was, it was really Barry, 20 to 17 to that point. Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, I mean, the, what would obviously you, there's a, there's going to be a price where you play whatever on the game, right? I would be scared to death of Casey scoring like 42 on their own here, which can happen in any given time. But honestly, Casey like seems content to play the we, we haven't seen the explosive plays until the until the final drive today to seal the game where Mahomes threw downfield to Sky Moore. Everything was kind of underneath. It was it was a slog. And again, that wasn't a good Jags defense. Um I'm inclined to agree with you. We also had like a situation where the bears were trailing a lot today and had to play fast. And like, they couldn't move the ball to come back from behind you for the most part. So, um, tough one, honestly, really tough one. Uh, I, 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 I don't haven't... know which
1: way this spread moves. I mean, I don't think it goes to 13 and a half. I, I think maybe it goes to your point, right? Like a lot of people are going to have their numbers and it's going to be 12 and a half and 12 that i think that's probably where it maybe ends at 11 and a half 12 somewhere in that range
0: well that's the thing about both of these games right with dallas arizona and well the kc more cuz the number is more 12 here so like for it to move significantly you either have to go down to 10 or to 13 i would say it's more likely to just go to 13 at some point and then you you see if the like someone who has value on the bears plays the bears at that sure. point I think the true number is somewhere between 10 and 13. It's just a matter of whether or not anyone is going to bet the bears in market. Now, again, like what what I talked about off the top, right? Like early in the year, especially it's the, what have you done for me lately? Not that like the bears were like a public dog today. Not that I care about where the public is betting, but a lot of people bet Chicago as an underdog today and they lost that bet. And even in week one, I don't want to say that they were public, but like a lot of people came back in on Chicago late there and they, they lost, they got smoked and the games haven't really been close. So it's more so, you know, what's most likely to happen. And uh, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but it's just a huge mismatch one way or another. Um, Monday night football, we have the Philadelphia Eagles who have, extra extra rest because they played on thursday last week um so it's what 11 days of rest against the tampa bay buccaneers on the road eagles minus six and a half total 45 Um, another two monday night games we do have another two monday night games next week yes all right now this is the last game that we have lined at pinnacle right now um the rest of the game aren't lined, are either teams in action right now or will be in action tomorrow night. I can give some like rough thoughts, but on those other games, but obviously, like whatever happens tonight and tomorrow night is going to have an impact on the rest of those. But this one in particular, Eagles, minus six and a half. Um, I, the Eagles, there's something about them right now that's just not jiving with me.
1: Um, not in sync. That's kind of what I would describe. Like, they don't feel like the Eagles of last year. Doesn't mean they can't be. It just doesn't feel
0: right. It, it, this is this is inherently challenging because you have Tampa Bay now 2-0. The Minnesota victory um, was pretty fraudulent, in my opinion. Today's victory was not, but it was against a horrible team in the Bears. So it's like a pretty massive step up in class here, right? To the eagles and the eagles haven't really played well yet but they've won both games by five or more points they were pretty comfortably in the lead against the vikings i think it's very hard to put a read on these teams right now um but philly two weeks in a row big opposition to them new england takes a bunch of money in week one Vikings take a bunch of money in week two. The trend is your friend, some might say. And I've noticed this with specific teams over the years where the market just generally may like them or hate them for the majority of the year. And I'm not saying Tampa is necessarily the right side, but I think that this number is more likely to come down than to close at seven.
1: This is where I, I, I have it. Like if, if I mind the game today, right. Like I have it at six and a half. I don't upgrade Tampa. I don't downgrade Tampa. I don't think they did anything particularly special today. I think the bears played like absolute trash. Um, yep. there is something to say, something to be said for doing your, your part of the job and, and just getting the job done. To me, this is probably going more towards six than seven to your point. Um, and I do think this is a team Tampa is not going to be a team that's going to be liked by the public in any way shape or form, and I don't I think it's going to take a while for market sentiment to catch up if there's anything to catch up to.
0: Well well, so that's very interesting because Mickey Hill in the chat says, um, market seems behind on Tampa, which okay, I, I'm interested for people who are in the chat right now. like where Please. do you rank, where do you rank Tampa Bay in the league? Tampa Bay is the Xth best team in the league right now. What's the, the number going to be? Because going into the year, if we were looking at season win totals, they were like in the 30th range, right? Like there wasn't much lower than them. It was Arizona, Houston, and then it was like them and Indy, basically, right? So they were like in the 29-30 range. Where do people think that they are right now? Because if we're going to say the market is behind on Tampa, let's try to establish where we think that they are. So the says 23rd Um, Connor 22nd Uh, bottom eight. So this is like 24th. Matthew says um, I have them minus three and a half to average. That would be in the range of like 25th to 26th right now, Uh, Anthony 24th. So this is where people think that they are. I'm going to tell you where the market has them ranked based off of the point spreads in the last two weeks. And that's somewhere in the range of 23 to 24. Yeah. See, Mickey is in a different story here. And that's fair. He says 15. Uh, Harry says 20. So if you think that they're really... Like, 15 is above average. Are the Bucks an above average team? I don't know. I think that's, like, too much of a stretch.
1: Right? Like, So I, I tend to like to look at things in terms of tiers, right? Like, um, if you guys one person to follow computer cowboy, like he tends to do like a market derived rankings, which is, I think some function of unpredictable and something else. I mean, if you're moving Tampa up to the 15 to 16 range, then you're having them in the same tier as like new England, Tennessee, new Orleans, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. I don't have them there. Um, If you have them in the 24 range, you probably have them with the giants, the jets without Rogers. And who else am I thinking of? Um, Um, Maybe Washington, yeah, Las Vegas, Washington, like at the two and a half to to minus three to average. So it depends where you have them. I mean, do I have them above Chicago, Carolina, Indy, Houston, Arizona? Yes, but that's where that tier ends to me. That's just me,
0: yeah. So, like, is this like, is Tampa worse than the Giants in Washington, right? And the thing is, we, we don't know anything with certainty, like, we're all making educated guesses on spreads. This is the third game of the year, but we have. The two Tampa Bay games, to me, are not giving us anything because they got they, – they from a box score perspective, they should have lost to the Vikings by double digits. Now they didn't mm-hmm. because the Vikings fumbled two snaps in that game, center to, to quarterback exchange. Tampa Bay turnover margin was plus three. They mostly got outplayed until the fourth quarter when they ran some hurry-up stuff and finally – baker mayfield was able to do something against a bad defense right that that's that today they play the bears we don't know like we don't know the the numbers they put up offensively against the bears today were not great like 43 percent success rate right um now granted they were leading for most of the game they didn't have to but they got to 15 third downs in that game they went eight of 15 like that 19 first downs in, in the game as a whole, it wasn't like a superb effort. We don't know enough and like quality of competi- competition matters. And I think we're almost getting to the point where we might be talking ourselves into the bucks being something that they're, they're not.
1: Yeah. Uh, um And it, it, it... It feels like a a light version of what people thought of the Vikings last year. The Vikings were a little bit better, uh, more towards average. But, you know, when they had a a 13-win season or whatever it was, like their numbers surely didn't reflect that. I would say, too, outside of of a Mike Evans 70-yard reception where he just basically shoved off the defender and, you know, that's a big chunk of yardage. And I know shit like that happens every week, right? (laughs) But yeah. uh, uh, that's obvious, but I mean that one was so obvious of how he got open and and how he got downfield after the catch. I I don't know. Um, I I think the market has Tampa probably right, like and not much more than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I I just I don't think that we can put them anywhere near an average team now, like because of two games where one that they should have lost handily. And one against the Bears. That's my point. Now, I don't disagree with this comment, Spencer. Like, I think this is totally... Evans Godwin versus banged-up Eagles secondary is a product. Maddox is probably out for the year. Bradbury, I think, is still nursing the concussion. Reed Blankenship, there's one of their starting safeties, is out as well. That's an issue. But conversely, you're going to have Carlton Davis... Like, if Carlton Davis misses the game, the the Bucs secondary... They don't have the corners to cover Devontae Smith and AJ Brown either. So that's it. Yep. You know, there's a lot Um, is hurts hurt. That's a good question. He just doesn't look great right now, but anyways, listen, I I don't want to make it sound like I, like, I, I think the bucks are more likely to take money. I, I know when I run my numbers, I almost certainly won't have an edge on the Eagles. I don't think I'll be surprised if my model spits out an edge on the Eagles in this game. So I'm more likely to bet the Bucs probably, but I don't think we know anything about the Bucs yet. Like they still have Baker Mayfield as their quarterback and he still is going to do things that are going to drive you insane.
1: Yeah. And I gotta be honest. Like, I I mean, the Bears defense is not
0: good and
1: plenty of holes. I mean, Jordan Love diced them up on third down last week and and Baker did okay this week. But I mean, if you're only putting up 20 points of offense against the Bears, I I know they had a lead, but wasn't impressive
0: yeah um do the rams two games give us something tampas do not question from scott okay so here's the thing right we 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 need like we need enough data on these teams for it to stabilize right and typically that's gonna happen like around the six game mark where you're starting to like you're really gonna start learning and having more confidence in your rating of teams and typically that happens in like game six seven eight of the year with the rams though it's McVay and it's Stafford and like those guys have are a more of a proven commodity right like i don't think the rams are very good i think their defense has issues but like if stafford continues to perform at this level for the remainder of the year it's not going to be a surprise to me um because they have good coaching in mcvay and he's been a good quarterback for a long time if baker mayfield performs at this level for the remainder of the year, I will be more surprised. That's not to say that he can't do it, but he has a longer track record of not doing this either. Um, So I think that even two game samples, you can have more confidence in one team because they're more of like a proven commodity, right, than another We talked about it with priors last week,
1: right? Like having a prior and and an expectation on Richardson as a quarterback versus Mayfield, who we have a pretty large sample on, like why would we think all of a sudden that something's changed? Like the first quarterback that I could think of where that's really happened a little bit is Geno Smith last year. Uh, But I don't have Baker Mayfield in that camp. Of, of Geno Smith type performance early in, in 2022 versus this year, 2023.
0: Yeah. We've somehow moved on to the Rams, but I did want to touch on this today because uh, Stafford isn't getting hit a big data point from last year. So one thing I noticed in the limited amount of time, I watched 49ers Rams today, and I'm going to watch this in full tomorrow is how well the Rams offensive line held up in that game. Like they were blowing the defensive line off the ball on a lot of these plays and I found that surprising, but that O-line could be a lot better than, than people realize overall. Um, John asks, he says, the beard is gone. Did you lose today? So actually, this is a true story. It's not for me to like Barry Horowitz, pat on the back or anything. I shaved because my wife told me I need to shave. She's like, I'm done with this. Get rid of the beard. I've, I've mostly been a non-beard guy in my life. I shaved. I had probably the best NFL Sunday I've had. I'll do the accounting tomorrow. In maybe, maybe two or three years. Today, it was just a very, very good day all around. A uh, lot of volume, a lot of winning bets. It was wrong on the Lions, which ended up being a small play. Wrong, wrong on the Bengals, which ended up being a small play. But everything else hit in some capacity. Um, so, uh, yeah, the beard is gone, but it worked out. Uh, let's 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 touch on a few other games. Um, that aren't open yet and not a lot of line movement now um, so far just like again I I don't know about you Clive but it's felt to me like last week when we were going through the board I was like oh man these some of these are are bad numbers Uh, this week I don't feel that way I, I again monitor the Detroit injury report but I feel like the Lions are going to get bet this week. I don't think the Falcons are are like with this passing offense can go into Detroit and and really win a game or steal a game. Like they can, obviously NFL, but like it's it's not apples to apples with what Seattle was able to do today. That's kind of what I feel the most strongly about, but maybe I'm out to lunch there.
1: No, I, I agree. That's the only one uh one spread that I see moving a decent amount. I mean like even for some of the games that have look-aheads for, for teams that are playing. Only two of them are are under three. So it's like there's none of those – there's just a lot of games that are, are four or more next week and a lot more than seven. It's just – it's hard to have a lot of those move all that much when they're in some of those dead zones. But the – Did we talk about the total for the Eagles box or do we not want to do that?
0: Uh, No, we can definitely. So totals 45 um, for this game. Okay.
1: Um, Totals 45. There's
0: injuries in the secondaries for both of these teams. That's why I would be uh, reluctant to go near and under. I know the Eagles offense doesn't look the same, but number one corner for Tampa, um, I mean, let me see the status of Carlton Davis. I don't I don't remember if it was a long term or uh like he was never going to play this week. It's a toe injury. I'm not sure. Um but if you look at these teams, the injuries are like with the exception of Kenneth Gainwell who is out this week. The injuries are on their the defensive side of the ball, right? Tampa's without Kalaya Cansey, Carlton Davis. Uh the Eagles are without Nicobe Dean, Brad James Bradbury, Reed Blankenship, Avante Maddox. So I, I would suspect that this catches money towards the over, but could be. I, I don't know. I don't feel strong. Yeah.
1: And we closed it. So it opened 43, the Bears versus the Bucks today, and yep. ended up closing at 41, um, going over by accident, um, so to speak. But uh, I, I, I think this probably is, is something that goes over too. I, I don't think this goes towards 44, 43.
0: I I I don't know. I mean, prime time unders. Like pri- no, is is it actually a prime time game? Yeah, it is. Right, it's Monday night. It's the first Monday night football game. You're gonna get the yeah. prime time unders trend. It's true. As if the Eagles didn't just have a prime time over last week.
1: Yeah. Um. And why isn't the Rams Bengals? Is that still not Joe- up on Pinnacle?
0: Well, it's it's not is it Joe Burrow. Like, it's it's got to be not it's got to be the burrow injury. He came out himself after the game and said he re injured his calf. Like got he, it. he now uh, I I don't I don't know what the Bengals are gonna do with, with him. Th- this number is going to be very interesting because uh, so I I only have pinnacle up. Full disclosure to everyone else, I'm not I don't have an odd screen up right now. Right, so I, I'll just randomly guess here. Right, but this cannot it's insane that I'm even saying this, but the Bengals have been so bad that they are not going to be favored by a touchdown or more than a touchdown next week at home. And if you told me before the season, we're going to go into week three and the Bengals are not going to be like double digit favorites at home to the Rams. I'd be like, you're insane, but yeah. So, okay. This is what we see at legals here. Robert says minus six, 46 and a half. Yeah. Like that's where it has to be at this point because you have a quarterback that's literally hurt that has been garbage for two games and is coming out and saying that he's actually hurt. Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago the re- the revenge spot for the Cincinnati Bengals but yeah I don't I don't know man like it's the the Bengals have been downgraded more than anyone I have to say so far, right?
1: Yeah, um out of all those top, I don't know top third teams i think the Bengals have moved down the most and out of the bottom third teams i think probably the rams have moved
0: up the most uh, Yeah. yeah i would agree reasonably with you. I think so he, tampa or the rams are the teams that have like moved up the jets have moved down the most of the top tier teams but that's because of the zach wilson injury obviously. yeah uh, the, the Aaron rogers yeah yeah hmm. yeah uh, so Scott says Westgate Summer had since he minus eight and a half. Yeah, like it's it's nuts, that but it's sense. not going to be it's not going to be a touchdown. And it's like I, I'm at the point now. I bet the Bengals today minus three in like I don't remember what we averaged in terms of our price, but it was like minus one twelve and a half or something like that. So that was a loss. But I'm at the point now where like I need to see the Bengals offense do something before I something can reasonably do bet something. Them. Yeah. <laughs> like- Like, I, I mean, they were horrible, horrible last week this week. Okay. Success rate wise way up, but their EPA was not good. So that indicates to me, like, again, a lot of short completions, things underneath yards per play, 4.9, only 66 yards on the ground. And that was them going 10 of 15 on third downs. Like they had to convert at 67% on third down just to produce what they did today, which was nothing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I don't I'd, know. I'd like to see what the numbers were different game states too, like when they were down two scores versus less than two scores. Yeah.
0: I can't believe they actually had a chance at one point. Like, I mean, they just, their defense couldn't get a stop. Defense couldn't even get a... That's, that's like another thing to this. It's not only been the offense. Like today, Baltimore's offense was grooving for the most part. Baltimore had 58% success rate today. 58%. 26 first downs didn't turn it over at all five touchdowns. as uh, not five touchdowns three touchdowns ah i don't know this is this is tough and and you got it. Robert does bring up a good point point. plus the coach knows the spread you know if it comes <laughs> down to it McVay might send his kicking team out there late in the game
1: that was, um that that still is bizarre um i did have the rams in like a and one and one of the pickup contests <laughs> Yeah. That was yeah. pretty ridiculous.
0: And and that would have been seven and a half, then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. What a dream. Um, yeah. The game I'm most interested in for next week that's not lined yet is Patriots and Jets. Personally. Because we saw like the Zach Wilson train wreck game today, which, like, no surprise, it's against the Cowboys. But are they going to be dogs at home to New England, especially if this New England game? Well, I mean, New England just picks up a first down and moves to the Miami 30. But if New England loses this game and doesn't cover, like, are they going to to be 0 2 against the spread and go out on the road at the Jets and be favorites? Like, that's the game where, like, Mac Jones. It, like gets just annihilated by the jets defense i would say patriots jets over yeah. under 29 and a half
1: yeah and i i have a i have a hard time like i'm no zach wilson apologist in any way shape or form but like i don't want to overreact either to today's game of like him just you know running for his life like he's gonna have nightmares about Micah parsons just nightmares
0: yes yeah you will have the uh, z- the the uh, Bill Belichick against rookie quarterback trend because Zach Wilson still plays like a rookie as well, so that that'll come into play.
1: I I mean I could see it like at this point, like I'm not going to downgrade the Jets all that much versus what I had them at in the market. Um, I don't know. I I do think that they're probably slight dogs at home, one and a half, two, something somewhere in that range, with a low total, really low yeah. total.
0: What's what? What are the what's the lowest total we've seen this year? Like thirty-eight. Uh, yeah. What was that? Was that today? We saw today Washington Denver. I think was a super low one. Um, yeah. We saw uh what thirty-eight and a half is Cleveland Pittsburgh tomorrow. Jets Dallas today was thirty-eight and a half. So how can Jets Patriots be more than that? It can't. Right. It can't. Um, Indy Houston today was thirty-nine. Yeah, that'll be a low total, probably like thirty-seven and a half, thirty-eight. Yeah, that's gonna be gross. Yeah, that's gonna be a uh, a pretty gross one.
1: That's what that's pretty. what brought up the trends comment that I made to you earlier today too. Like, action had something like seventy percent when totals are forty or less in week two, and all there was like six games under forty this week, zero oh, and four today.
0: Yes. Um, Jonathan, you mentioned Dak is greater than Allen this morning. Any update? Yeah. I, did, did anyone watch Josh Allen play today? He was um, like an absolute machine. Like this isn't the day where I would be saying like Dak is greater than Allen after that performance from Allen. They had a 90.6 series conversion rate, man. It was like absurd, the Bills offense today. It's probably not the time to, uh, to rehash this. Yeah, I was impressed with Dak. I was. But I'm, I'm not I'm like... Whoa. What's the precedence for Dak being greater than, than, than Josh Allen. And there is not, there is none.
1: Raiders off Raiders defense is really, really bad. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, that's in fairness. So you're not learning much from that uh, out of curiosity for those in the chat. Um, did anyone play anything so far that they feel really strongly about one way or another? I'm curious to see what like the early sentiment is for next week. Um, I can tell you going into week three, you're going to see a lot of like trend-based stuff on teams that are 0-2 against the spread, uh, teams that are 2-0 and 0 against the spread and whatever. I don't really put much stock into that uh, at all, but I'm just curious if anyone out there likes anything. Um, man, like I, I, I don't even have numbers on the game yet, but I want to see, I really want to see the Detroit injury report and whether or not they get their left tackle back. Um, but yeah, Cottage. I played Minnesota and Detroit like both. Okay, Rams plus six and a half. So that's at the Bengals. I don't blame you right now. Um, Just laid Seahawks minus four and a half. So Seahawks will be playing um, Carolina. Ooh, I like Carolina tomorrow night. So I wouldn't lay that now. Not saying it's a bad bet, but because I like Carolina tomorrow night, I wouldn't lay that now. Uh, A lot of people like Detroit here. Titans plus four and a half. That would be against the Browns. So that's the same type of situation where like Browns play tomorrow night. Could be interesting. Spencer played KC, Chicago under 49. So we have a pretty good mix of stuff in here. Uh, Bill's commies over 40. I'll never get sick of calling them the commies, by the way. That's why I (laughs) like that they name themselves the commanders. Um, Yeah. So so is your
1: is your uh, Carolina play tomorrow more uh, pro Carolina or anti New Orleans or a little combination of both?
0: It's kind of like the same thing of how I ended up with Washington again today against Denver. I don't think there's, there's some teams, in my opinion, that are just not built to win by margin, and New Orleans is one of them for me. They have a very poor offensive line, uh, especially the interior. Their left tackle, Trevor Penning, has been horrible against a good pass rush team with a quarterback that historically has struggled under pressure uh they don't get generate much of a pass rush on defense like i'm just not high on the saints really is all it comes down to yeah
1: as the, we've the talked through these stink. numbers yeah what's panthers that st-
0: the panthers stink but i like it, it's the same as like playing washington washington stinks but like you get you play you play numbers for a re- this is why the point spread was invented you play sure. your numbers right it evens things out it evens things out uh, Packers minus one and a half. I see a couple times in the chat here. That's also going to be an interesting game because they play at home to the Saints uh, next week. Um, and again, like uh, it'll be interesting to see who's back. Christian Watson is back finally from his soft tissue injury. That'll be interesting as well. Uh, reminder for everyone out there. I'm hosting live watch alongs for Monday and Thursday night football all of the season this year. You're in for a real treat tomorrow night because we got two Monday nighters. So we're starting mm-hmm. the stream early tomorrow, seven o'clock. I'll go on the air for the Saints and Panthers. I'll watch a mix of that and the Browns and Steelers. We're just going to mix it up over the course of the night. Have some fun with it. Have both games going on at once and uh, see what we can do with that for our watch along tomorrow night. That's over on the Hammer HQ. If you're not subscribed there, make sure you do subscribe to that. We actually had a pretty sick uh, Thursday nighter this week with the eagles and the vikings the chat was off the hook was very fun so tune in for that if you are around and here on forward progress tomorrow at 2 p.m eastern time i would highly recommend it obviously i'm going to highly recommend it because it's part of putting the content together but tomorrow g stack george with clev ta and suma it's a recap show they break down their biggest takeaways from the weekend, how you can apply those going forwards. They're going to look at some early spreads. There's a lot going on here on forward progress. So if you're not subscribed already, make sure you smash that subscribe button, turn on notifications. And of course, give us a like as well. Appreciate everyone tuning in here on forward progress tonight. Thanks to the chat. Got a lot of good opinions here tonight for myself, Rob Pizzola for Clive Bixby. Sunday night under prayer. And for our producer, Jason, this has been Forward Progress here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, presented by Pinnacle Sportsbook. We'll catch everyone next time. Good luck with any bets that you have this upcoming week. <music>